I said, hey, ladies and fellas, if you're listening. As a woman of color, it is so hard to find lipsticks and glosses that really pop on my beautiful brown skin. Y'all know what I'm talking about? When the lipstick is giving lackluster instead of Lil Mama, okay? (laughs) Well, I discovered the most radiant, saturated, and pigmented lipsticks for richer complexions, and I found them at the Lip Bar. The Lip Bar is a black woman-owned and led beauty brand that focuses on providing effortless beauty options for all women, but especially women like us with highly melanated skin. Oh, and did I forget to mention that all Lip Bar products are vegan and cruelty-free? Get into it, friends. Make sure you click the link in the show notes to receive 10% off your first or next order of beauty products at the Lip Bar. Hashtag, you're welcome. Dating is much like gambling. You don't know if you're going to win and you don't know if you're going to lose. So it's a chance that you take when you are trying to co-mingle with someone. You're trying to get to know them and you're trying to see if they will fit perfect in your life and if you could fit perfectly in theirs. So it's, it's a gamble, period. And we want to hope that we meet the right people, but we just have to just stay vigilant Pay attention to their words, pay attention to their actions, because people will tell on themselves. And now you're listening to the Sugar Free Podcast. Welcome to the tea party, friends. Now tell me, girl, how you like your tea, you know it's sugar free. How you like your tea? Up in here, we like it sugar free. Come through, stop by, get up with me. With your girl sitting back, I'm a little crazy. Ooh, right here with me. It's where you wanna be. Wanna be. Let's get it sugar free. Yeah. Tell me, girl. Me, girl. How you like your tea? How you like your tea? You know it's sugar free. Yeah. And welcome to another episode of the Sugar Free Podcast, the life advice podcast for millennial women, hosted by me, Sid Mac, your homegirl in your head. We have made it to another week, another episode, and I'm so excited to be here with y'all. Did y'all miss me? Listen, I miss y'all. I miss y'all like I do every other week, okay? So what are we talking about this week? This week, we are sitting down with a certified official private investigator who is going to talk to us about how we can stay safe in these internet dating streets, okay? And really not just these internet dating streets, just the dating streets, period, because the goal of dating on the internet is to eventually bring the relationship into real life. And even if you meet someone in person, there's still always a risk of inviting someone into your space and into your life who you don't know, right? And who potentially nobody in your circle knows. If you go to a bar and you meet a cute guy, 
there is still that unknown factor of I don't know this person and nobody that I know knows this person who can verify their good character or vouch that they got a job or vouch that they like their mama, right? Ain't nobody there to vouch for them. And since we don't have these tools to vouch for people and we are dating people that extend far beyond our social circles even more than ever before in history, it is really important that we develop some type of system for vetting potential love interests, okay? We talk a lot on the show about how to vet for whether or not a person is genuinely interested in you and how to determine whether or not you all are compatible and whether you want the same things. But there's a separate vetting process that we also need to be undertaking, and that is, is this person a serial killer, okay? Is this person living in their mama's basement? And lying about, does this person have a job, right? Or they lying about it, right? We, we need to know who we're getting into bed with, literally. And today's guest is going to help us get just that, okay? So I'm so excited for this because, you know, I, I don't want to... I don't want to scare anybody away or, you know, but I'm a snooper. Okay. I'm a peeper. I'm a snooper. And the reason why I'm a, I'm a snooper and a peeper is because I have been burned before. You're going to learn on today's episode. I've been burned before. I have invited and allowed men in my life who I didn't really know and didn't really do the proper vetting at the outset. And then I got burned when on the back end, I found out that they were not the person who I thought they were or who they held themselves out to be. And so now my vetting game is way strong, okay? I'm, I'm checking you, your first and last name, okay? I'm checking your mama name. I'm checking your social media. I'm checking your LinkedIn, okay? Do you hear what I'm telling you? If you had a if you had a Black Planet, Planet page in 2005, I'm checking your Black Planet page. If you had a MySpace page, I'm going to your MySpace page. You hear what I'm telling you? You got a Twitter, I'm checking out the Twitter. I'm, I'm looking everywhere. You got a public interest job, I'm looking up your position, your title, and your salary on the internet. Why? Because the information is available I would be crazy not to go get it okay don't don't let it happen to you ladies it's happened to me the information is out there we just have to go get it okay (laughs) and don't be afraid to go get it you should 100% know exactly who the person is that's in your space And if that person doesn't have anything to hide, then they shouldn't have any issue with you going to get the very public information that is available about them. Okay? Okay, let's get into it. So today we are inviting to the tea party the amazing Connie Ernest, who is a certified investigator who is amazing at her job. And she's going to tell us today about how we can stay safe when dating in 2023 all right all right wonderful connie welcome to the tea party girl please tell the good people who you are and what you do so i am connie Ernest, and i am a private investigator here in the atlanta georgia area i primarily investigate infidelity child custody cases missing person cases 
fraud cases, general investigations, surveillance, a little, little bit of something here and there. So, yay! I am so incredibly excited to have you here and to talk about this subject. And, and I'm, I'm excited to have you here for another reason other than your expertise in this area. So I just want the general listenership to know that when I was looking for certified public or private investigators who did this work that were Black women, it was very difficult for me to find women doing this work. So I feel like it's also important for people to know that you are one of a very few collection of Black women who is doing this very important work. Yes, we are far few in between. It's not many of us here, especially in the Georgia area. I know we have a few in other states, but it's not many Black female PIs that's around. Yeah. Yeah, no. So we're so excited to have you here and, and to be able to have have this discussion amongst girlfriends. OK, thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for joining us. So I want to tell the people. So the, the inspiration for this episode actually came from an experience that I had um, a couple of years ago online dating. So I met this guy online really liked him like we were really vibing we had a virtual date and then like through you know zoom or whatever facetime and then we were like okay let's have a real date so before the real date i asked him i said hey you know can i have your last name all this information and he was like why you want to look me up i'm like well actually absolutely i do so <laughs> he was like okay here's my name through the course of like looking him up, found out he gave me a wrong last name. Like he wasn't who he said he was. He said he owned a business. He in fact, like didn't have, like the business was defunct, like all of these things. And that isn't necessarily an indicator that he was like a serial killer and he was going to physically harm me on the date. But it was an indicator that he was a liar and he was pretending to be someone he wasn't. <laughs> And we need to make sure that when we are going out on these dates, we are getting what we're signing up for and that we are protecting ourselves and keeping ourselves safe. So that's why this conversation is so important to me. And y'all know I love statistics. So I also want to give y'all a few statistics about what women are finding in these online dating streets because it ain't just love. OK, so 60 percent of female users of online dating apps between the ages of 18 to 34 say that someone that they were not interested in used the app to contact them. While 50 57 percent report being sent sexually explicit message or image they didn't ask for. Right. So experiencing some type of online harassment through these apps. And then we have a more extreme subset of women who are experiencing death, rape, and murder with 16,000 abductions happening of women through online dating apps, 100 murders, and thousands of rapes. So it's super important for us to be doing our due diligence to try to keep ourselves safe in these dating streets as much as possible, especially online dating. 
And I agree. Safety is the utmost important importance when it comes to dating period. So whether you're dating online or in person, you want to use a combination of common sense and hopefully some wisdom or some knowledge that someone has shared with you as far as their experiences with dating. The unfortunate part about dating, and let me say this, dating online could be fun, it can be exciting, but the unfortunate part is you really don't know who you're talking to. Now, it's a catch-22 because whether you met someone online or met them in person, they can still lie to you and tell you that they're Joe Blow and that they have five businesses and they, they really don't. So you have to be able to listen thoroughly or pay attention to when you're online and you're conversating with this person, just take in what they tell you because at the end of the day, action speaks louder than words. And if you eventually move off of the platform to in-person, I call it the representative side. People will always give you the representative first, but they can't keep up that facade for forever. So at some point, they're going to slip up with some information or they're going to reveal who they are. As far as asking the person their last name or that more in-depth information, it can sometimes come off a little bit intrusive and some people can be offended by it. But the way that you can work around these things is when we have surface, and I call it surface conversations. If if you say, let's just, and I'm going to say, for example, if the person says, oh, I'm from Detroit, and you're familiar with the football team or basketball team there or a university or such, you can go more in depth about that person's location by talking about the things in the area where they live. And then they may eventually say, oh, yeah, I used to go to the games and, oh, I attended this university or I, you know, I used to go here. And, and, and when you start asking just the small surface questions, eventually those surface questions are going to lead to what you need to know. People will eventually tell you what you need to know. But again, like you said, safety is very important. The more information you can get without being too evasive or intruding can definitely help. Mm, interesting. I, I we we gotta dig into this a little bit. So I am like a straight shooter, and you know, like my mom thinks like it's it's very much to my detriment. But I just am like of the mindset like I'm not trying to fool you. I met you online. Like I don't know you. Like you should have no expectations that I trust you who you are. Like, what? Well, give me your last name. Like, that's how I feel. You know what I mean? And, and, and I'm, I'm not asking for anything that is like, I wouldn't give myself. Like, you want to see my social media profiles? Fine. Do you want to get my last name? Fine. Like, I don't have anything to hide. I'm putting this stuff on the internet for the world to see what I care if you see. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like I'm handing you my social security card. And that's kind of like my thought process about it. Like, you feel comfortable posting this stuff on the internet for the world to see. But if I ask you what your social media handle is, I'm being intrusive. Really? You know what I mean? And so what do you feel like is a better approach or like to kind of like ask these questions? And if you, and you, if you're recommending that we ask questions in a more 
a less, you know, aggressive fashion. Can you give us some example go-to questions to ask to get the information that we need? Number one, what information do we need, right? Like what was the goal for the questions? Or is it okay to just be like, this is the information I need. Give it to me. <laughs> so anything that is public information, of course, is not being intrusive if you're verifying the information, right? So if I see a picture of someone or if um, I just run across something on their social media profile and I'm speaking of it to verify, that's a little bit different because it's already out there. Like you said, the information is out there. But if the information is not out there, then you have to be very careful how we ask those questions. Some people are not as direct. Like you said, you're a straight shooter. So am I. But I had to learn along the way. And this, come, this comes with investigating. You can't ask everyone the same questions. Sometimes you have to reword it. I can still get the same answer. But if I reword it a different way, I can still get the same answer instead of just asking, so yo, yo, what's your last name? So one example could be talk about yourself. You know, oh, you know, I'm my bloodline is, you know, even I'm a Smith, you know, I, my bloodline on my mom's side is a Griffin. And, you know, what about you, your family? I, I you know, I how do y'all bloodline work? It, it, it's kind of, you have to kind of think outside the box a little bit to kind of bring somebody into that conversation to get them to speak on it. Now, if they start to avoid the conversation, maybe they're not ready to get into that conversation. There are a lot of shy people out here, men and women. So kind of like I'm an open book. Anything that's public record, I don't have an issue with sharing it. But if I don't know you know you, then there are things that I just won't share with you. So I think when we kind of play around with the words and what we're looking for, we have to just change it up a little bit and kind of talk up, just base a conversation on yourself to see if you can pull them in to give you the same information back. That, that's kind of like what I would do. Mm, so kind of like in in a, like a mirroring technique, like I'll tell you this about myself and hope that, you know, your response will include a similar answer. Correct. Because remember, even if you ask them their last name, it doesn't necessarily mean that they're going to give it to you, whether it's online or in person, or that it's going to be a real name. So you want it to be as authentic as far as the conversations that you're having. You want them to just be surface level conversations and take the time to get to know the person. And there are mm. things that, that are going to stick out to where you're like, nah, I'm not feeling him. No, I don't like his response on this. And then you just kind of keep it moving. Mm. So when we're talking to these men, right, and we're asking these questions outside of a last name, what are there like what other important details are there that we should be gathering to kind of help us in our search? Right. So I know like when I, I'm Googling someone online, it helps to have a last name because there's like 50 million Johnnies right out there. Like, so like what other um, 
pieces of information do we need about them to help us to conduct a, a good thorough search? <laughs> so what also, uh, also what you can do, Google has an image search. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that. You can take a picture of someone and search their picture because a lot of people use other people's pictures. So if those pictures are out there, you will see them and they may have other names attached to them. And that'll let you know that that person that you're talking to is not that person as far as the picture goes. So that's another way to search someone. You can do a Google image search. How there do you do are that? some platforms out there. So when you go into your Google, you know, you know where the microphone is at the top of the Google search yeah. bar? Mm -hmm. there's also a camera icon. So if you click on the camera icon, it's going to ask you to upload a picture. So you can upload a picture and then you can search. Wait, I don't, I don't see it. Okay. I'm on Google. That picture. I'm on Google right now. So I'm, I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking and I see the microphone. Where, where's the picture? Do you see a camera? Camera oh, oh, I do. I do. I do. Oh, so and that so, is the image search. Click on the pitch. Yeah. Click on the camera. Yeah. And so you can just and download. And it should tell you and allow you to upload a picture. You can upload wow. a picture. Mm -hmm. Wow. So you just yep. like a download. So if that person has pictures. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Upload it into the search. And it'll pull up pictures that are exactly like that person or similar to that person. Yeah. So it's does called it a reverse lookup. Does it use like facial recognition or something? It's, it's, yeah, it's, that's what it's doing. It's matching that picture to other pictures that looks like that person or is that person. Yeah. Oh, okay. All right. Cause I've seen them do it on that show catfish, but I could never figure out what they were doing. Like, I'm like, I ain't ever seen this on my Google search bar. What is he doing? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Mm. And then if you want to get a little bit more in depth and, and well, I wouldn't say more in depth, but if you want to be more specific with the search, you can put in quotation marks, the name of the person and then space out and put either Facebook behind it or Instagram or the state that they're in and it'll specifically pull up that name in that area that you're looking for. Are we getting into Boolean searches? Yes. So those Ooh. are just a few things that the, the person who does not have access or someone who does not have access to a private investigator who can do a more thorough search. And typically I do thorough background searches on couples who are about to get married. So someone is actually in that relationship. They are you know, about to go down the aisle and they want to know, hey, what is on this person? What do they have? So, yeah. Okay, wait, wait. Let, let's, let's back up. <laughs> and then I want to talk about this, this couple searches. So, so for the Boolean search, if I put quotation mark, the person's name in quotation mark and Facebook, I'll get a, a search of that person's name specifically for Facebook. Or if I put in quotation mark, 
Las Vegas, I'll get everything of that particular particular person for matches for Las Vegas. So you will put in quotation mark the name of that person. And then outside of the quotation mark, the state or the city or Facebook. So it'll be name in a quotation and then behind it, the location or the social media uh, platform that you're looking for. Oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, so we, we need to keep that in mind. And then you said that there are a lot of people who are utilizing your services for like premarital investigation of their partner. In my mind, I'm thinking by the time I'm ready to walk down the aisle with you, I need to know this information. Like, doesn't it seem like you would want to have this information long before you've decided to commit your life to the person? Don't it seem a little late for that now? Not really, because if if I was to run a search for every person that just was dating someone, for, well, I don't do that, number one. But number two, the goal is whenever we do a more thorough background search on that person, basically we're pulling addresses, vehicles, relatives, associates, telephone numbers, employment, businesses. So those are things that you will not have access to just by Googling someone. This is more in depth. And it just kind of gives you a, a more clear idea of what is in the past on that person when it comes to other addresses and vehicles and things like that. It doesn't necessarily say, oh, this person is cheating or this person has cheated. It just kind of gives you more of an idea of how they were moving in the past before you met them. Mm-hmm. See, see, I'm, I'm not saying like I, I want to look up every single guy I go on a date with, but I, I at least, you know, before you, we like start getting serious, you know what I mean? Like we, we ain't got to be married before we start getting serious though. Like I want to know. <laughs> now there are some sites out there that give you a little bit of something of what I told you, but it's not going to give you everything. I know people search is one and then there's another one called Oh, been verified. I'm not sure if you ever heard of that one before. Been verified is really good. What I like the most about been verified is once you subscribe to them, they will email you amazing information, kind of like a blog, these articles on what to do, what not to do, how to avoid romance scams and different things like that. So that's a pretty good one that anyone can subscribe to and just get public information on someone mm, and you said those were been verified and people search people search mm-hmm. okay th- that's good to know because there are lots of sites out there that are claiming to do this work in, as you can see I, I got a little private investigator in me and so <laughs> I think we that's all up. have a little private investigating in us I think we all especially us women, we just, that's just part of our nature. Well, I think too, it's its about safety. So in addition to that guy who decided he wanted to give me a, a wrong last name, I actually was in a very serious relationship in my early 20s with a man that I met online. We lived together. 
for almost two years when I found out that he was lying to me about pretty much who he was. And so he lied to me about going, finishing college. Like he went to the school that he said he had graduated from, but he hadn't in fact graduated. And so the job that he said he had, he couldn't have it because it required a college degree. And so like he he said he was a teacher and he, in fact, was like worked at the school that he said he was a teacher at, but he wasn't. And so, you know, he wasn't like the, the whole thing was like a house of cards stemming from this lie of I graduated from college and it was difficult to spot because he lied to me. He lied to his family. He lied to his friends. No one in his life knew that this lie was a lie. And I felt so betrayed. Yeah, because we since we lived together in order for him to maintain that lie, he had to to lie about all these other things on a daily basis in order to keep that lie going. And I was like, you like lied for years. We lived together. You know what I mean? And so I'm like, just super like, I need to know who you are. Like, especially because I feel like in, in the olden times, I don't like, like that sounds so terrible. Right. But like previously in dating, like most people were dating people um, that they knew or somebody knew, right? Like there were less degrees of separation. Like, oh, I got set up on a date from my friend or we went to school together or we grew up together. And so you had somebody in the neighborhood knew Johnny and could attest that Johnny was who Johnny said he is. And so now we're dating and technology has brought all these people into our universe that are are potential daters that we just have no means of verifying. Like nobody knows you. Like we, we don't even attend the same bar regularly. We don't live in the same neighborhood. And so it's just like all of these unknown variables that I, I personally, I'm like, I need need to verify who you is. (laughs) I agree. I agree. I, I'm with you. I'm old school. I, to be honest with you, when social media came out and they were telling me, Hey, you need to get on IG. And I was like, no, I don't. And they said, well, if you want to put your presence out there at the time when I was doing fitness, I said, okay, but I'm old school. Then I get it. It's unfortunate that he kept up the lie that long. So let me ask you this. How did you eventually find out? I'm curious. <laughs> um, so I'm a lawyer by trade and he wanted to be a lawyer. And so I was helping him go through the process of uh, trying to be a lawyer. So we were like, okay, let's, let's take the LSAT, which is the entrance exam, for law school like let's do that all that like let's let's get you studying whatever when it came time to take the exam he like he starts acting weird he starts acting like oh I don't want to take it I don't like like you don't even like what like we've been preparing for this for months like today's the day like now is the time and it was because he had never actually registered for the exam 
And so I'm like pushing him. I'm like, okay, you got to just do it. And so he's like, okay. And he says, oh, I registered. And he says that he registered for the exam on a date and time when I knew the exam was not administered. <laughs> so I'm also a law school professor, oh. right? So I know yeah. when when it's happening. And so he was like, okay, I'm going to take the test. And I'm like, I don't think that they even have an administration on that day. Like, I'm like, I don't think so. But I, I go along with it, right? Like, th this is my man. We've been together for years. Like, I go along with it. He gets dressed, goes to the, the exam. And I'm like, at the time he had crashed his car. So I was giving, I was like, do you want me to give you a ride? And he was like, no, I'll take public transportation, which I also thought was weird because it was like seven o'clock in the morning. I'm like, you, you want to be fresh. Like, why would you not want to ride? So I was like, this is all weird, right? Like he started acting crazy. He went, he took the test, got dressed whenever where he went, said he took the test, called me afterwards. I was like, oh, I think I did good or whatever. And I'm like, this man is lying to my face. He's playing in my face. So I called the law school admission council. And I said, hey, did you guys have an administration of the exam on this day and time at this location? They said, no where he said he was at, right? And I'm like, wow. is there any way, is there any way like this test could have happened? Like, I'm like crying at this point. I'm like, please tell me. Like, they were like, no, there was no test. So I go to him. I say, look, did you take the test? And he was like, I can't believe, like he starts, I can't believe you would, you would question me, yada, yada, yada. I'm like, okay, okay. I'm like, the jig gonna be up. I was like, when the results come out, we gonna open them. You got, they gonna come out in 30 days. So I was like, you got 30 days to get this together. <laughs> <laughs> and so he was like, fine, oh fine. We'll open, we'll open up the results together. 30 days hit. I know when the results come out. I said, where the results at? And again, it's the, oh my God, I can't believe you. You do da 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 da. And I'm like, oh, where the results at? Right? Where, where the results? So he's still, right. you know, doing all that. He calls me later that day and is like, oh, I opened up the results without you. Gives me a fake test score. Right. Oh and I'm my. like, girl, right. Like gives, gives me a fake test score. And I'm like, OK, I want to see it like physically show me the piece of paper. And he right. was like or the email or whatever. And he was like, no, nah, like I'm just so broken up. So that night. And mind you, during this time, I'm studying for the bar at this time doing all this foolery and I I'm mm -hmm. up at three o'clock in the morning breaking into this man's computer <laughs> like that's how <laughs> like liars will have you going crazy oh, I'm like yeah. I, I need physical yes. evidence they will have you snooping yes yes girl I thought they I was losing my you. mind so I go into the computer and it's like 5 a.m I know he's about to wake up go to work soon and I'm like, dang, I still haven't figured out this damn password. And like at 5.05, like God smiled on me and boom, I got it open. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. It was meant. It was meant. It was. And yeah. I found all the information on there. Like I found that he never graduated from school, that he never actually registered for the exam. Like I found it. And I, I just when he woke up, I was already awake. And I said, I don't. I'm not asking you. I know you didn't take that test. And you need to move out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. Yes. That is crazy. That's so crazy that you have people who enjoy being deceitful because that's what it sounds like. It sounded like he enjoyed deceiving you and his family, you know, and the crazy part about it is you would think the family, I don't know, was he close with his family? Cause I'm more than sure they could have vouched for if he graduated from college or went to a commitment, you know? So they did go to commitment. They did go. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh, okay. Did he cross the stage? He did. How did that happen? So he oh, went to wow. an HBCU. Oh, and wow. appa apparently mm -hmm. at HBCUs, it is common practice. And I've heard of this happening at other schools. I attended an HBCU as well. But if you are within a certain amount of credits within graduating, they will let you walk. And so he was within like, I think some schools, I think at Hampton, it was like mm -hmm. nine credits. I think at his, it was like maybe three or six. So he was close. He was real close. Um, mm -hmm. He he walked. We had the little um, leather binding that the degree comes in at our house. And I was like, where's your diploma? And he was like, oh, it's at my mom's house hanging up on her wall. OK, I didn't think nothing of it. Like sounds like a logical place for the degree to be but he had that I mean he had pictures of him and his family at graduation so they thought it was real too mm. oh wow what an imposter oh my goodness well I'm, I'm glad that you found out unfortunately it was two of your uh, two years of your life that had gone by by the time you found out but I'm glad you found out. And believe it or not, there are a lot of men and women who are in relationships and they are being deceived, much like he did with you. And sometimes it takes a little, a little longer for them to truly find out and, and receive it because some people, they know, they see the clues, they see the red flags, but they, they want to ignore it. And then others... Some some people are oblivious to what's really going on around them. So, yeah, it's, it's, you know, I always say dating is much like gambling. You don't know if you're going to win and you don't know if you're going to lose. So it's a chance that you take when you are trying to co-mingle with someone. You're trying to get to know them and you're trying to see if they will fit perfect in your life and if you could fit perfectly in theirs. So it's, it's a gamble, period. And we want to hope that we meet the right people, but we just have to just stay vigilant, pay attention to their words, pay attention to their actions, because people will tell on themselves. They're going to eventually tell on themselves, but you just have to, like you say, if you have that gut feeling a lot of women, we get that feeling and that intuition that something is not right. Believe in that feeling. It, it'll and just pay just pay attention. Mm, you have said a lot there that I want to unpack. The first thing is that like he, him enjoying deceiving me. And I feel like this is so important. So as a black woman who loves black men and dates black men exclusively, I feel like I have found an epidemic with black men. And this is just my experience um, dating black men is that I don't think he enjoyed lying to me. 
I don't think he enjoyed deceiving me. I think he his self-esteem and his opinion of himself was so low that I feel like the only way he felt like he I would love him is if he told the lie to get me and then kept up the lie to keep me. And I just don't, he didn't give me enough credit. If he had told me on his own, right, that I just hadn't finished school, this is where I am. This is something that I, I wouldn't have loved him less for that, right? Like, this is something we could have worked through. The lying was something that we couldn't work through, but I don't think it had anything to do with his enjoyment for it. I just think that his self-esteem was so low and I feel like I have seen so many black men that I've dated whose opinion them like they don't they don't love themselves the way that they need to to really love other people and I feel like that was that was his issue definitely specifically he did not love himself enough to believe that someone else would love him just the way he was and I'm gonna piggyback Back off of what you're saying, you are absolutely correct when it comes to loving yourself. You have to accept yourself first. And you have to know that whatever situation you're in, whatever you're going through, whoever comes into your life, if they can't accept that, then they're not meant to be in your life. You shouldn't have to put up a facade or make up this imaginary world for people to accept you. And it's not just men, a lot of women do it too. And it's in all races. It's not just black men, it's not just black women. Like you said, low self-esteem. Um, you have insecurities, the lack of loving themselves. They don't know their self-worth. So they tend to settle for what they get, or they tend to play themselves up like they're more than what they really are to get you to believe the hype, believe in the hype that they're trying to sell you. So you couldn't have said it any better. It starts with loving yourself, knowing your worth, and hey, this is me. This is who I am. And, and if, if you want to be with me, then you got to take me as I am. And that's what it boils down to. So I agree with you. Amen. Amen. Um, another thing that you said was like using common sense. And I want to like, I want to get into that a little bit more and paying attention to the red flags. Like in your opinion, what are some red flags that we should be looking out for to kind of help inform us of when somebody's lying or not being truthful? Like what should we kind of be on alert for? So what you want to pay attention to are the inconsistencies in a person's words and their actions. If what they're saying and what they're doing are not aligning, then that's a red flag. And I'm going to give an example. I was once in a relationship and his phone, his phone went with him everywhere he went. And even if we were next to each other, sitting on a sofa or any place where his phone needed to be, it would always be face down, okay? And also whenever we used to go somewhere, if we were going on an outing to eat, 
he got up and went to the restroom a lot. And those were significant red flags because what he was doing, he was making phone calls in the bathroom. You know, if we were traveling and we stopped at a gas station, he would go into the gas station and make those phone calls. Mm. You know, the phone is phased down because he don't want me to see who's calling. So mm. that were some of the things that I had experienced in a past relationship. And again, just their actions. You know, it's it's every every situation is different because what, what my past situation did, they may not do it in yours, but just watch how they move. Listen to what they say. It'll it'll come out and you'll put two and two together. You'll put two and two together. So in that situation where, because I feel like this is a, probably a common thing that women experience, like with the man taking the phone everywhere, um, putting the phone face down. How, how did you approach that in like figuring out, you know, like what exactly he was doing and confronting him and kind of getting to the bottom of that? So I truly believe it's something that you have to do in the beginning, because this is where you associate where the relationship is as far as are we monogamous are we exclusive right so if we are exclusive then I need to be able to trust you right why do you put your phone face down these this is where that uncomfortable conversation comes into play now you can't expect a change or expect for someone to to do what you want them to do if you're two or three years in and they've been doing this for two to three years right so i believe when you're starting off in your relationship you have to establish some grounds as to what you are willing to tolerate and the same thing goes for the man too it goes both ways you know, I have to put it out there that I'm not a person who likes to text a lot. I don't I don't hold full conversations via text. Right. I'm a phone person. I'm old school. So Damn. if that person is like, oh, no, I love to text. Huh? Nah, I'm, I'm good. You know, because you can easily hide behind a text. You can lie behind text messages. Right. So I'm more of a face to face person. I need to see you. I need to feel your energy. I need to feel your vibes. So these are things that you have to establish in the beginning and just have those uncomfortable conversations when you do both decide to become exclusive. Because if you're not, if that's not established that you're exclusive, then technically people can pretty much do what they want if you haven't set any boundaries, right? So it's something that you have to know for yourself what you're willing to tolerate and what you're willing to deal with when it comes to your relationships. Mm. That's, you know, that that's tough. And like you said, I feel like women ignore the red flags and right. And so like, we're talking about what those red flags are. You also have to be confident and empowered enough to reinforce Right. Like once once you set the boundary, once you've noticed a red flag, once you've set the boundary, you got to be comfortable and confident enough to reinforce it and walk away. That's the hardest part to the reason why most men and women will not say anything because they are afraid 
that this person is going to get mad at them or they're not going to want to deal with them anymore. So you have to have that mindset, right? I got to be willing to lose this person if they aren't willing to work with me. Because you got to, you, it can't just be my way and my way all the time. We have to kind of figure this thing out, right? But you got to know that if it doesn't go your way, they may walk away. But then you have to say to yourself, if they do walk away, that they weren't meant for you. Because if somebody wants to be with you and they care enough for you, they will work with you in those areas to make you feel secure and, and to help you feel like you can trust them. So yeah, and, and it, again, same thing for a woman. If she really cares enough for that man and he's expressing his concerns, she would be okay with making those changes to make sure that and reassure him that, hey, you can trust me. So I don't mind putting my phone face up. I don't have anybody calling me. I could leave it on the, the kitchen table and walk away. I'm good. I don't, you know. So yeah. Yeah. I feel you, girl. I feel you, girl. This has been <laughs> such a great conversation. We are like getting to the end. And so before we conclude, I, I need I need some like very specific things, right? So if if I wanted to work with you and I'm about to get married, let's say I'm already in an established relationship, typically do couples come to you together? Like does the other person know that they're running this check on them? And if not, what is the information that I need to go and gather to give to you? <laughs> <laughs> like what I need to know. I need a birthday, a social security number. What we need? So that would be the perfect world if our partner was okay with us running them, right? No, no. They don't come to me as a couple. And it's not anything different than if you want me to find out if they're cheating. So one would hire a PI and ask them to run a background check, much like if it's an infidelity case. You know, hey, something's wrong. I think something's going on. I need, I need that clarity. I need that, you know, I need to verify if what I'm feeling and what I'm seeing is true. So it, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's as simple as picking up the phone and saying, hey, I'm about to get married. I need you to, can you do a, a background check on my fiance? This is his name. This is his date of birth, which is pretty much what we need. Of course, uh, location would be great. The more information, the better, but you can still get something off of a name and a date of birth. Oh, that's it. Name and date of birth. Or an age. Or an approximate age. So if you have an approximate age... You can, you can kind of work with it. Listen, I hope no potential suitors of mine are, are listening to this because if, if you're wondering if I'm the type of chick that's, I'm checking, okay? <laughs> like, I'm checking. I'm gonna be like, you know, hon, let's go to a nightclub just so I can get a glimpse of that uh, driver's license, okay? <laughs> that's right. That's right. And another thing, you can... And, and I'm going to say this because we, we talked a little bit about online dating and safety. 
if you ever move off of the platform, meaning you you your conversation is moving from messaging each other to going to phone conversations and boom, a date. Share that information with somebody close to you. Hey, I'm going on a date with so-and-so. This is the car that he drives. This is the license plate number. This is his name. This is everything that I have on him. And this is where I met him at. Because again, safety is key. We And then you want to meet in public. Go in public, coffee shop, a restaurant. You know, you definitely don't want to do anything secluded and private when you're when you're first meeting with people from online dating. But yeah. Yeah. No, I have a rule for online dating. And so this is the thing too. Like as I was doing my research on, you know, the the safety in online dating for this episode, the things that I found were quite shocking. So my research uncovered that upwards of 60% of women are having sex with men that they meet online on the first date. Now there's, right. I was very, it was very high. I was very surprised by that statistic as well. Now, as a woman, you are free to do whatever you want with your body. And like, that's not our business. From a safety standpoint, though, that is not probably not something I would recommend uh, having sex with because it probably requires you to be in a private secluded area with a man whom you don't know. Absolutely. Absolutely. Again, we don't know why people do what they do, right? I don't know if that person is selling her a pipe dream. Is he promising her money? Is he promising her a vehicle? And sometimes when you're dealing with younger women, that's kind of like the thing now. You know, when you're in your 20s, you're looking for somebody who has the flyest car, who dresses nice, you know, who, who has money because in our minds, oh, he going to take care of me. He going to give me a pair of Jordans, right? He going to get my hair fixed, right? So we don't know what those conversations are that's going on that's causing the women, young ladies to move like that. So this is where you have to have people in your life to you know, give you knowledge and wisdom as how to move with things like this. You know, if this person is promising you something, again, it could be fake. They could be lying just to get you in bed. And then hopefully you're able to go back home, you know, because of course we, as you said, some of these women end up not returning home. So yeah, we just have to, we just got to stay vigilant. And, and that's a word that I use a lot. It's just keep me, I got keep your head on the swivel, pay attention to your environment, where you are, what you're doing, who you're dealing with. And if you have a crew around you, make sure they know what's going on. Make sure they're aware of who you're dealing with. Yeah. I think that too, like finding myself in, in, in that unfortunate situation with that man and and I've had some other unfortunate situations makes you more vigilant. I think that 
when you're younger, especially, you tend to be less vigilant because maybe nothing bad has happened to you. Maybe nothing bad has happened to your friends and you just don't think anything bad could happen. And then when something happens, that's when you're like, okay, I need to protect myself. So I personally have a rule that I don't um, invite a man to my home um, until the fifth date. Like we have to go on at least four dates before I will allow him to come into my space. I do not ride in the car with a man until after we've hit that fifth date mark. You don't need to pick me up. We don't got to do that. We ain't got to ride together. I'm not going to your house either. <laughs> and so we hit that. And I generally have a no sex without monogamy rule. Like if we are not committed, not doing it. And it, it also like relieves the pressure of feeling like you need to come to my house. Right. Like if we not having mm-hmm. sex, what, what what we need to be in the house for? <laughs> like we, we can go. And I'm not saying like the date has to be expensive, but we, we could go walk around the park for free. But if if you're not trying to be all up in my space, you don't need to be in my house. <laughs> I agree. I totally agree. Have those expectations. I wouldn't share them with that person because then they can use that as ammo towards you. But keep them to yourself. Hold those expectations. And I agree. We're not next Netflixing and chilling on the first date or the second date because we need to be out in public. You know, we we I need to feel your energy and your vibe to see how you how you move when you're with me out in public. You know, are you constantly looking over your shoulder? Or are you nervous? Or you know what I'm saying? So I totally yeah. agree. That sounds amazing because again, it gives you an opportunity to get to know that person a little more before 100%. you Netflix and chill, right? So yeah, I love it. A hundred percent. That's another reason why I do it too. Like in my early twenties, I felt like I was having sex with men too soon and be, and everyone's different, right? Sex means different things to different people. But for me, sex creates a level of attachment for me to that person that can happen prematurely if we're having sex too early. And so I'm like, I need to not see you with these rose colored glasses on. I need to see you for who you are and what you're doing. And I need to feel like I'm not so invested in you or this situation that I can't walk away as soon as the first red flag goes up. (laughs) And so for me, I feel like in my early 20s, I was having sex too early with these men. The red flag would come up. I'm like, but but he like me though. Or, you know, I ain't doing that with you. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no I look listen I think we've all been on that road before because in the back of our minds that's the way to get him right mm. and when you're young you don't, don't know anything you you know you don't know your worth in your 20s you know I always say experience is the best teacher right in order for us to know what we want know who we are, we have to go through things in order to get to this point. So look, I totally understand been there, done that, but we have to go through things in order to say, hey, I know my worth and I know what I can give 
So this, this is what I expect back, right? And again, feelings come without permission. Kind of piggybacking off of what you said, when you start having that intimacy with someone, those feelings come without permission, whether you want it or not. So we have to keep that in mind, like you said. And even talking to someone on the phone, you can develop an attachment if you're sharing intimate things and things, commonalities that you have with each other. Feelings come without permission. So it doesn't even have to be sexual. It could be just good, genuine, good conversation and you can develop feelings for someone. But just know who you want in your space, regardless of which one you decide to do. Just know who you want in your space. And do your research. <laughs> That's right. Do your research. Call me. Yes. When you're about to married. <laughs> <laughs> so if we want to work with you, how do we get in touch with you? Uh, where can we find you? So I am online. My agency is CBE Investigations, Inc. The C is Charlie B. Bravo E. Echo Investigations, Inc. Contact information is on there. You can email me, call me, whichever one that works best for you. Awesome. And I'm going to include that information in the show notes as well. So if you want to work with Connie of CBE Investigations, you're about to get married, you met some dude online, you got his name and his date of birth or an approximate age, we will get you together. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So before we let you go, we have to do our sugar-free quickies. So the sugar-free quickies is a series of either or questions and you have to answer with one or the other. You cannot answer both. You ready? Okay. I'm ready. All right. So what would you rather have, money or power? Power. Mm, you're the first person who's ever mm. said power. <laughs> really? And the reason yes. why I say power, I say power because knowledge is power. Wisdom is power. So if I have the knowledge and the wisdom, that's how I'm going to make my money. <laughs> Amen. And, and you're an investigator. So you you like knowledge is like your currency, information. <laughs> That's right. That's right. That's right. Okay. Next question. Retired life or a dream job? I would say dream job because if I have my dream job, then I don't feel like I'm working. So I wouldn't have to retire. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Who would you rather go to dinner with, Beyonce or Rihanna? I would say Beyonce. Okay. Beyonce looks very interesting. I, I would love to have a nice in-depth conversation with her at dinner. Are you part of the beehive? A little. A little. Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> All right, we'll let you go. We'll let you go. A couple more skinny jeans or relaxed fit boyfriend jeans. I have to say skinny with some nice stilettos all day. I feel you. I feel you. I don't I don't all know day. how I feel. <laughs> how I feel about these boyfriend jeans. I mean, I have a pair, a few pair. I wear them just so I can, you know, be with like the young girls, but there's just something about some skinny jeans that just really get you together. 
Yeah, and if you want to dress it down, throw on some Jordan high tops. So I do. I feel you, girl. I feel you. All right, last question. Would you rather read a good book or watch a good movie? Movie. I love amazing movies. I'm that girl. Give me some popcorn. Give me something good to drink. Yeah, good movie all day. Netflix Same. and chilling. <laughs> On the fifth date, though. The fifth date. <laughs> The fifth day. <laughs> That's right. Well, thank you so much again for joining us. This was oh, so wow. amazing. I feel like I had to have you back because yes. I still have so much more questions about like, like what, what should we be looking for in these online profiles, dating profiles, social media profiles. So we'll have to have you back again so we can get into the nitty gritty. Absolutely. Um, yes. And so just to wrap up, I feel like, for any of my potential dates out there who may be listening, y'all better be prepared to be sick of me, okay? Because I'm checking the Facebook. I'm checking the Instagram. I'm checking the Twitter. I'm checking LinkedIn. Now I'm checking the people search and the bin verified. I'm going back to MySpace. I'm checking everything because I need to make sure that I'm doing my due diligence before we get into this too deep. Too deep. Okay, that's just where I'm at. And so, ladies, if you feel like you need to do the same, don't feel bad. You're not a stalker. The information is out there. Like, we are literally living in the information age, and it's out there. We would be foolish not to use all the information at our disposal. If we can spend three weeks stalking a potential hairstylist on Instagram, and you know you do this, ladies, then you could spend 30 minutes researching a man that you want to entrust your heart and your body with, okay? So stay safe, do your research, do your due diligence, because you know I will. And so thank you guys so much for tuning in for another fantastic episode of the Sugar Free Podcast. Make sure that you check back in in two weeks for another great episode, real talk, and of course, more of the most exquisite tea that's 100% sugar-free. Woo chow. Mm-hmm. What a show. We shared some good old tea today, didn't we, friend? Thank you for your presence. I truly enjoyed you at the tea party, and we appreciate you sipping on some sugar-free tea with me, your host, Sid Mac. Until next time, be sure to connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at Sugar Free Podcast or at Sugar Free Pod. You can also visit our website at www.sugarfreepodcast.com. See you again soon, friends, and be sure to keep the tea party going. Hey! With plenty of tea that's 100% sugar free. Tired of piecing your business forms together from an internet search? Tired of sealing all your business deals with a pinky promise? Looking for a way to add some formality and professionalism to your business relationships? Then you need Formally. Formally is a DIY legal form and template shop for entrepreneurs, small business owners, creatives, 
freelancers, dreamers, and side hustlers. All formally forms and templates are drafted by an experienced, licensed business attorney and reviewed by a law professor. So, not to brag or anything, but our forms are pretty legit. So what are you waiting for? Throw those pinky promises away and try formally today.